Good morning. If you would be opening your Bibles to the book of Ephesians. We're going to be looking at the book of Ephesians in chapter 3 in verse number 20 particularly. Before I begin, I want to say what an honor it is to be able to be here with you. I've been praying uh, quite a long time about how Jefferson Street and Taylor Street can uh, be a body of Christ here in Hobbs, New Mexico. And this is just the beginning, honestly. I, I think for me and Doug alike, uh, we, we have been talking about this, praying about this, and we so desperately want uh, for the glory of God to be seen. And I know that that can happen uh, when His people totally come together and, and seek to serve Him in unison together. And so this is just a part of that process, and I hope that you will be praying about that as well. Let's read from the Bible, Ephesians chapter 3, verses 14 through 21. The Bible says, For this reason I bow my knees before the Father, from whom every family in heaven and on earth derives its name, that He would grant you according to the riches of His glory to be strengthened with power through His Spirit in the inner man. So that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith, and that you, being rooted and grounded in love, may be able to comprehend with all the saints what is the breadth and length and height and depth, and to know the love of Christ which surpasses knowledge, that you may be filled up to all the fullness of God. Now to Him who is able to do far more abundantly beyond all that we ask or think, according to the power that works within you. To Him be the glory in the church and in Christ Jesus to all generations forever and ever. And the church says, Amen. Amen. I love Ephesians chapter 3 in verse number 20 because it speaks of an awesome power that doesn't just simply rest within creation, but it also rests within you and me. And I want us to see exactly what the Bible says about this today. I want you to hear the power of God proclaimed not, the, not just through simply creation, but also through His people today. Look at the Bible. Look at Isaiah chapter 46 in verse number 10. Isaiah chapter 46 in verse number 10. The Bible says, declaring the end from the beginning and from the ancient times, things which have not been done saying, My purpose will be established, and I will accomplish all my good pleasure. I love what God says about Himself through Isaiah, that the power of God is going to be seen in this world, period. His will and His purposes are going to be done. So when we hear in Ephesians chapter 3 and verse number 20, Now to Him who is able, it speaks of God's power, within His creation, within His world, within His universe, within His people today. Isaiah chapter 40 and verse number 26. Listen to what the Bible says. Lift up your eyes on high and see who has created these. He who brings out their host by number, calling them all by name, by by the greatness of His might, and because He is strong in power, that not one 
is missing. When you look up at the stars at night and you see the heavenly host, who is it that keeps them there? You know, he would ask, count all the stars. Can you do it? But yet still, it is God who knows every single one of them. It is God that leaves them there. Not one of them does he not know. He knows them, and it's interesting, he says, by name. By name. Psalm 147 and verse number 15 through 18. Psalm 147, verses 15 through 18. He sends out His command to the earth. His word runs swiftly. He gives snow like wool. He scatters the frost like ashes. He hurls down His crystals of ice like crumbs. Who can stand before His cold? He sends out His word and melts them. He makes His wind blow and the waters flow. Have you ever considered that every time we see nature acting by the Word of God, that that is God's power in front of us today? You know, this southern boy could not stand that wonderful snowstorm we had last year. But yet, wasn't that God saying that I'm here and present and very active before us? But do we see that the power of God that, that moves everything, it's not just simply nature acting as nature, but God at work among us. The power of God to be seen. Listen to what Job says in Job 37, verses 11 through 13. The Bible says he loads the thick cloud with moisture and the clouds scatter his lightning. They turn around and around by guidance, by His guidance, to accomplish all that He commands them on the face of the habitable world. Now watch what He says right here. Whether for correction or for His land or for love, He causes it to happen. Have you ever considered all the things that take place through nature, that that's just simply not nature taking place, but it's God causing it and willing it to happen? You see, God is saying, I am active. There's great power in this world. And that power that you see every single day because the cloud moves from one place to the other isn't because the wind made it. It's because God said, I'm active and powerful. But that's just simply nature, isn't it? That's the creation around us that we always see. But what about you and me? Did you hear what Paul said in Ephesians chapter 3? Look what he says again in verse number 16. He says that he would grant you according to the riches of his glory to be strengthened with power through his spirit in the inner man. I want you to consider this because we understand that the spirit of God is God. And yet this great power that, that created everything, that moves everything today, that's presently active in front of us today, isn't just simply outside of us. But did you hear what the Bible just told us? You see, this is the same Spirit that testifies to the power of Christ. You remember Romans chapter 1 and verse number 4? And He is declared to be the Son of God with power. By the Spirit of holiness, through the resurrection of the dead. The Spirit 
testifies to us about the power that is within God to resurrect Jesus the Christ. And guess what? Look at Romans chapter 8 and verse number 11. The very beginning of that, it says, And if the Spirit of Him who raised Him from the dead is living in who? Us. So do you believe that God is active? But now, hold on to that thought. Because I want you to see how powerful God really is. Because Paul gives us um, some thought, some words to help us really maybe not understand, not try to comprehend, but to blow our minds up to how powerful God really is. Look what he says in Ephesians chapter 3 in verse number 20. He says, now to him who is able to do. Now here it is. He says, far more abundantly. Man, we limit the power of God even with our own vocabulary, do we not? Because the words far more abundantly. Do you know what abundance is? We know what abundance is. But do you know what more than abundance is? It's kind of have Paul would say to us that we are more than conquerors in Christ Jesus. I know what a conqueror is, but I, I have a hard time understanding what more than a conqueror is. And yet this word, this is what it really means. It's a very descriptive word that says it's superabundant in quantity and quality. So if we read it this way, now to him who is able to do far more superabundantly in quantity and quality than all we can ask or think. So he's describing to us exactly how powerful God is. And yet he's having us destroy the little box that we keep God in. Because he moves to you and me now. He says, think about God again. Now to Him who is able. We understand, we see His power, we recognize His power. But do we fully comprehend it? No. Now to Him who is able to do far more abundantly, in superabundance and quality and quantity, above all now, here it is, that we can ask or that we can think. My very words of asking God limit Him. Because I'm asking from the God that's in my box. I want you to consider this for one moment. All of us probably have our God in a box. Because we just said, do, do I believe that God is all-powerful? Yes. But do I believe that God is all-powerful to do above and beyond what I even ask or imagine? Do we not limit God? You know, just even thinking about why Hobbes. I never thought that God would make it what it is today. I had my little template I had my little parameter of what I thought would be. And God has totally destroyed that. And it scares me because He's asking me to move along with Him and not Him move along with me. 
And yet, do we not? Do we not place parameters on God? I mean, think about if, if all the words that I ever asked of God, and I'm thinking as, as far and beyond what I can do, even with my words, and I, and I express them to Him, is He greater than those? Can He do more than what I ask? Man, i got a vivid imagination. I love thinking about what God can do. And it scares me sometimes. I almost shut the imagination down because I recognize that God can do so much. But even in my imagination, I think about how big and, and how far God can go. But even when my imagination is reached, He's greater than that, isn't He? Let me ask you this question. Is there a ministry that you've always wanted to do? I'm pretty sure all of us are saying yes. Has it been realized? Has it been accomplished? Or am I still sitting on it in my imagination because I think I can't? Well, you can't. See, but this is where we limit God because now we just asked the question earlier. Everyone in here said yes, that I believe that God is active. But let me ask this question in a different way. Do you believe that God can bring about a revival in Hobbes? Do you believe that God can bring about a revival in your family? Do you be- That was weak. Let me ask that question again. Do you believe that God can revive and strengthen your family? Do you believe that God can revive our schools? Do you believe that God can revive our politics? That was weak too. But do you believe that God can do these things? Okay, now here's the question that Paul is really presenting to us. Do you believe that God is wanting to revive Hobbes, your family, the schools, through you. But if I'm sitting on those imaginations and haven't been realized, then I obviously don't. You see, God is letting us understand right now that this great power that you see every single day around us through creation is also poured out through His Spirit in you and me. And it's time, church, that we fully trust in that power. Let's hear what the Bible says about God's people. You hear in Matthew chapter 5 and verse number 14. He says, You are the light of the world, a city set on a hill that cannot be hidden. He says in Romans chapter 6 and verse number 4, We were buried therefore with baptism into death, in order that just as Christ was raised from the dead to the glory of the Father, we too might walk in newness of life. John chapter 7 verse 37 and 38. He says on the last day of the feast, the great day Jesus stood up and cried out, If anyone thirsts, let him come to me and drink. Whoever believes in me, as the scriptures have said, out of his heart will flow rivers of living water. Ephesians chapter 1, verse number 11 and verse number 12. 
In Him we have obtained an inheritance, having been predestined according to the purpose of Him who works all things according to the counsel of His will, so that we, who were the first to hope in Christ, might be to the praise of His glory. In Matthew chapter 16, verse 15 through 18, He said to them, But who do you say that I am? Simon Peter replied, You are the Christ, the Son of the living God. And Jesus answered, Blessed are you, Simon Barjona, for flesh and blood has not revealed it to you, but my Father who is in heaven, and I tell you that you are Peter, and on this rock I will build my church. Now watch this. He says, And the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. Did you hear in all those verses how God has defined you, us, His people? This is what He says. He says the Bible is telling us today that you, the people of God, the church of God, are the light shining, the darkness overpowering, the new life living, the river of life flowing, the praise producing, and the hell's gate trampling. You see, hell does not stand one inch of power over us. All because Jesus the Christ flows through us. Now let me ask you again, church. Do you believe that God is able to take over Hobbes through you? Then will you? Will you? Will we no longer sit with those, man, I wish I could, and allow God to do it? I want you to hear this prayer. Just listen to it. It says, God, I believe you have the power to do more abundantly than anything I could ask or think. But increase my faith to believe it's true for me. So would you increase my faith? God, I would love to see my unbelieving friends and family come to Christ this month And I believe you can do that. But would you help me increase my faith that you can do it through me? God, I'd like to see the people I meet in your ministry come to Jesus in droves. God, I believe you can do that. But help my faith to increase that you can do it through me. And church, do not be shocked one bit. When God, who is able to do far more superabundantly in quantity and quality than all that we could ever ask or imagine, begins to move, but don't you dare be shocked when He begins to move through you. God is not holding Himself back. But it might be my faith that is. Will you step out in faith and trust in the power of God that He will accomplish everything He sets out to do through you? Not through someone else. Not through your brother or your sister in Christ to the left or the right to the front and back of you. But through you. Because every single one of us in here today has a purpose 
that God expects to be accomplished through him. But will you allow that to happen? See, I know many of us in here have one time believed that. And maybe we still do, but it needs to just be shaken out of us. Because many of us went down to the water of baptism and arose to walk in a new way of life. Our sins forever removed. Living in the grace of Jesus the Christ and by His mercy every single day. But what good is salvation if I just simply keep it to myself? Church, let's move today. But move in the power of Christ. Let's stand and sing.